Welcome to the Reinspiring You podcast, a ministry of revitalizing you that focuses on helping its listeners to relax the mind, restore the body, and renew the spirit. My name is Jared Williams, and I am glad that you decided to join us today. May this podcast be a place for you to hear teachings, interviews, and stories that encourage you to rethink, regroup, and recharge. Now, here's today's episode. Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Reinspiring You podcast. Today, I want to talk about something that I've been thinking about for a little bit, and I haven't quite sure wasn't quite sure what I wanted to talk about with this particular verse, um, but I think I, I finally have it. So here we go. So today I want to talk about a couple verses from the book of Psalms, chapter 62. So Psalm 62, and we're going to look at verses 5 through 8, but mainly verse 5, but I'll read the whole section here. It says, my soul Wait in silence for God only, for my hope is from him. He only is my rock and my salvation, my stronghold. I shall not be shaken. On God, my salvation and my glory rest, the rock of my strength. My refuge is in God. Trust in him at all times, O people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. And I was really I'd read that recently, and I was really struck by it. And I and the whole section is very interesting, and it really kind of spoke to me. But the the part that really got my attention, and it took me a while to kind of to percolate through my thoughts, I guess, was was the first part of verse five. And it says, "My soul, wait in silence for God only." And I thought about that. Wait in silence. Wait in silence. What does that mean? Does that mean that I should be sitting in a room with no noise? Does that mean that if there's noise at all, that that's bad? I'm, I had to think about that. And as I, as I thought about that, wait in silence. I really started thinking that it was probably not as much about the volume, the decibel level how much noise is actually out there, but actually what is around. In other words, is it quiet? It's not um, the, the noise so much as it is the stillness. So silence, quiet, stillness, and it really comes down to no distractions. And I thought, well, no distractions... You know, we live in a very, very distracted world. Everywhere around us, there is distractions. Some of them are, aren't bad. You know, some of them are actually good people or different things that can be distracting, but some of the things aren't so good. And I, I wrote down a list of things that I thought of. So, yes, people. People can be a distraction. If you're at home, there's people around Kids are around. There's always people talking. Yeah, th those are distractions. At work, coworkers, they can be distractions, sometimes good, sometimes not. But there's always people, uh, family, friends, so many people, you know, wanting to talk to you. That can be distracting. 
And then the next one I had written down is uh, phones. Phones are super distracting. Everybody's got one and they're always looking at it. Get by yourself or wherever you get bored and you pull out your phone. You know, I remember back in the day, which sounds terrible now because I'm not that old, but back in the day, I remember when you walk into a waiting room, whether it's at the, the car place, whether it's a doctor's office, wherever you go, you go out, walk into a waiting room. And what do they have there? They have a table and they've got some magazines on it. Uh, sometimes they have, may have a TV on, but people would come in. They pick up magazines, leaf through the magazines. Sometimes they were a month or two old and that was okay because you're not in there all the time. Some people would bring books in, just different things like that. And that's just how society worked. There was always magazines or newspapers or whatever. Now you walk in and yeah, there might still be something sitting there like a magazine or something, but no one looks at it because everybody's on their phone. Nobody needs to look at the magazine. They can be entertained by what's in the magazine on their phone. They can be reading the magazine on their phone, but everybody's on their phone. And tied to that is social media. You know, just that that fear of missing out. I have to know what's going on. So people are distracted by all kinds of social media out there. And what, what about when you come home, though? If you come home, most people can't stand a quiet house. I wouldn't say most people. A lot of people can't stand a quiet house. There has to be some noise. A radio has to be on. So there has to be music in the background. There has to be TV on. Something. There has to be noise somewhere, either in the house or in the car. A lot of people don't just get in their car and start it up and drive. They start it up, turn the radio on, and then drive. And they're all distractions. Not bad. It's just they're distractions. They're things that are in our ears that we may not always realize we're listening to, but it's there. Background music in uh, stores, all kinds of distractions all around us. The last one I wrote down, I know there's a lot more, but this is just what I wrote down was work. Now, work could be your actual job, your career, where you go and get your paycheck, but it could also be chores at home or a hobby or things that you do to distract you from maybe something else you should be doing. So we live in a world with a lot of distractions. And I was thinking about how when you're so distracted, you don't always hear the important things. You don't always hear what something that somebody says. They might be telling you something important and you don't hear it because, well, you're looking at your phone playing a game or whatever. And more importantly, if God is trying to speak to us and we are distracted, we're not going to hear him because I think God often speaks in quiet, in that stillness, in that distractionless space. And I thought of a, a, a story in the Bible, actually, where this is, you see this very clearly, and that is in 1 Kings. And um, just very quickly going through this, uh, in 1 Kings, you have Elijah, the prophet, has just come from this amazing experience. He's challenged the false prophets, and God has showed up in a big way, and it's this huge, amazing thing. 
biggest thing that he's done in, in you know in his entire life probably and uh at that point the queen finds out and she basically puts out a death warrant on him i'm going to kill you so he does what most of us would do and takes off a running uh, runs for the hills goes up to a mountain hides in a cave and this is where we find him and the when god meets him there god shows up and it's it's different than what we would expect i think a lot of times when we watch a play on tv or movies or um even even in real life just the way that people think people think that when god speaks it has to be in a big deep voice or maybe when god speaks there has to be some big reverb, and God speaks like this. I don't think that's how God actually speaks. But people seem to think that when God speaks, it has to sound like this, or God is not speaking. Okay, I'm being kind of silly, but that's kind of what people think. Let's see what happens here. So, 1 Kings 19 uh, it starts at, at verse 9. Then he, Elijah, came there to a cave and lodged, and behold, the word of the Lord came to him. And he said to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? So God wants to talk to him. He wants to say something to him. And and God has a job for him, but Elijah's not in a position to listen right now. And, and Elijah explains to him what's happened and how they're out to kill him now. And God says, Go forth and stand in the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord was passing by, and a great strong wind was rending the mountains and breaking in pieces the rocks before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a sound of a gentle blowing. So you have Elijah comes out to the mouth of this cave as God is going to show up and we expect the big booming voice. And that's sort of what happened. There was a tornado that whipped through that area and tore the rocks apart. If you ever seen the damage from a tornado, it's, it's extensive. A hurricane is even worse. This massive wind rips through there. It's very loud. But God wasn't in that. And after that, there's a shaking, an earthquake, and if an earthquake is very loud. There's a lot of rocks falling and very, very destructive. And then after that, a wildfire shoots through the area, and those can be very destructive and all kinds of crazy things happening right there. But God doesn't show up in that either. Instead, he shows up as a gentle whisper. And as much as people are expecting the big booming voice, that's not what shows up. That's not how God actually speaks. God actually speaks to Elijah through a, a small, gentle whisper. And it really got me to thinking about how many times we get lost in the chaos. We get lost in everything else going on around us that we lose track of not only the people around us, the important things, our family and our friends that are important, we lose track of the most important thing that we have, the most important people. We might lose 
Some people, if you get too distracted, might even lose your job. But the reality is we just get so distracted. And I think that we need to begin to start setting aside those distractions. Put the phone down for a while. Turn off the music. Turn off the TV. Actually, try doing dishes in the quiet or something like that. You might be surprised what you hear. You might hear things that you didn't realize were even there. Maybe if it's when the weather's nice and you have the windows open, you might actually hear the sounds of nature even while you're inside doing things. The birds chirping or whatnot. That can be very relaxing and and just in a different way, allowing God to speak to us, allowing God to speak to you, allowing God to speak to me. I know thinking through this has really challenged me to start doing some of that, just setting the distractions aside and and just trying to focus uh, on the silence, on the stillness, and really trying to listen to see what God has for me. Well, what about you? Have you ever sat down and tried to put everything away, to set the distractions aside, set your phone aside? Have you ever tried that? Love to hear from you. You can connect with us on the Revitalizing You Facebook page. I hope you have a good week, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Re-Inspiring You podcast. We are glad you took the time to invest in your life today. As always, make sure you have subscribed so you don't miss any episodes. If you like what you've heard today, feel free to drop us a note at rypodcast at protonmail.com. You can also connect with us via the Revitalizing You Facebook page. Please note, homeopathy does not treat an illness. It addresses the entire person and is a matter of the body caring for itself. If you need treated or diagnosed, we here at Revitalizing You believe that the advice of a professional physician is in order. If you would like more information about an online homeopathic class or personal consultation, visit the Revitalizing You website at revitalizingyou.square.site or connect with us on Facebook. The Reinspiring You podcast is a ministry of Revitalizing You that focuses on helping its listeners to relax the mind, restore the body, and renew the spirit. Until next time, may you have reoccurring success and God bless.